this is Rob Powell and today in Tax Turbo Talks we're talking to Michael Woods from EF Education First about the Tour de France. It's Monday the 22nd of July, it's the second rest day of arguably the most entertaining Tour de France in years. And on the line from France it's Michael Rusty Woods from EF Education First. Michael, welcome on the Tax Turbo Talk podcast. Were the last five days of racing in between those rest days the hardest days of racing in your career? Oof. Uh, yes. Yes, actually. I, I, I'd say they probably were, um, but only because I broke two ribs. Otherwise, I don't think it would have been uh, the hardest. I remember there being a week of the Giro last year that was just even that that much more difficult uh, yesterday this, these last five days were difficult for sure but uh uh what made them the most difficult for me it was just my ribs yeah because obviously you had a yeah the nasty crash on stage 11 I, b- I believe it was and then it was only the next day that you find out you had two broken ribs yeah exactly i i just got un- unlucky was hit from behind fell landed on my radio and uh felt a lot of discomfort i've broken enough bones in my body now to kind of know when i've broken something i just i know what bone pain is and uh that when i got i tried to be optimistic i tried to believe that nothing was wrong but uh that night when i woke up in the middle of the night just sweating and nauseous from from the pain coming from my back and i knew something was wrong so uh i told the doctor to schedule uh some imaging for the end of the stage because there's an imaging center often at the end of each stage of the tour. And, uh, yeah, I made sure that right after the stage, I went straight to the imaging and we found that I'd broken two ribs. And then, uh, like, I think you already posted, it's been like a sort of like an emotional roller coaster after that as well. Cause obviously you were in pretty good Nick, uh, great standings up there in the GC. Was it then harder physically or mentally these last couple of days? Yeah, I think, I think a co- definitely a combination of the two. Physically, obviously, the ribs have uh, held me back. I just can't breathe as well. I'm not sleeping as well. Um, but it, I, mentally, I, certainly, it's been a big obstacle just because I came in with such high hopes. And then just being limited and knowing how good I felt prior to these crashes and knowing how high my expectations were, uh, having to reset them, refocus, um, and just kind of keep on going has been one of the harder aspects of this race for me and do you then still surprise yourself maybe like yesterday when you're in the breakaway going for such a long time fighting it out till the end yeah exactly i think that's where i think i'm i'm starting to have some success mentally it's just i have been able to kind of refocus reset my expectations um and i was really proud of myself for getting in the break yesterday that that was something that was that's been pretty difficult, especially the starts for me in the last few days have been very, very hard. Uh, it takes me a while to warm up, just loosen up the ribs, get my breathing, uh, get my breathing going. Um, all those things are, uh, are difficult, particularly the start. And so to have managed to get in the breakaway and then survive for as long as I did, obviously I didn't win. Uh, but I, I was proud of myself for getting that far. And also, uh, I think it, it's given me some hope for the Alps and hope that maybe I can uh, get that much better that uh, I could even be competitive again. So what, what are your hopes for the next uh, for the next week? Is it 
uh, do you have the freedom to maybe chase uh, yeah, a stage win or maybe you have uh, King of the Mountain ambitions? What what do you think yourself? Uh, definitely the, the goal would be a stage win, but the big goal is going to be trying to move Rigoberto Ran up in the GC and go after a stage win with him. Obviously, I'm not... I don't think I'll be at 100% even by the end of this race. And so if, you're, if I'm not at 100%, it's very difficult to win a, win a bike race. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm still dreaming. I'm still hoping. Still, still uh, stranger things have happened. And I think it'd be, be pretty cool to try and sneak into one more break, at least one more breakaway and go for a win. Uh, how do you reckon? Because uh, obviously it's, I think it's getting quite hot there in France at the moment. Um, and you guys going to have some climbing well over uh, 2,000 meters so on, on a high altitude. Um, how do you think that's going to affect the next couple of days of racing? I think it's really going to affect the next couple of days of racing. Uh, the heat, the altitude, we're going to see some really tired guys when we hit the Alps. Um, also, uh, if, if there are crosswinds, which there could potentially be in the next two days, uh, this race still has the potential to completely blow apart. I was saying earlier that this race was not going to be decided by seconds, but by minutes, and it's already starting to prove that right now. You look at Rigo's in tenth place, and he's still five and a half, he's five and a half minutes down. Um, I think the GC is still wide open, and I think those final days after the if there's crosswinds after all this heat going up to the altitude, you're going to just see guys come apart. Would it then be, maybe be an advantage for Rigo with the hot weather and altitude being Colombian? Yeah, for sure. And also with Rigo's style, he's very relaxed. He hasn't burned too many matches early on this, this race. He's been very, very calm and hasn't, hasn't wasted a lot of energy. So hopefully that conservative approach will pay off for him in the final few days. But you see, you see other guys who are, who are aggressive early on may, uh, may start coming apart. And how is the how is the mood in the team? Um, you all still pretty relaxed, just playing a lot of Uno on a rest day like this. Yeah, certainly. We have a good group of guys. Um, we had a pretty tough first week, particularly losing time in the crosswinds, uh, losing TJ to a really bad crash, and then me having some crashes as well. But uh, everyone's super professional on this team. We've got um, a group of real champions. Every guy on the team has has won bike races, and uh, I think we're all good at learning from mistakes and then moving forward. And that's what you're kind of seeing us do now. Uh, Rigo performed so well in the time trial a few days back. Uh, and then uh, all of our guys are just kind of have been really active in breakaways and active in the race. And I think we're going to continue doing that and ideally get that stage win that we're hoping for. And we probably also need to talk a little bit about the, about the past because you've obviously been an athlete, as a lot of people obviously know, uh, a high-level runner. Um, does that experience that you gained in that sport somehow translate to cycling now in these stressful situations like a Tour de France? Or Yeah, for sure. I think that's I'm really lucky to have done a lot of sports as a kid. My parents put me in a number of different sports. And obviously running became my, my first love. And, and uh, through injuring myself, I, I, I found myself getting into cycling. But um, the advantage of me doing so many sports as a kid was the fact that I was able to see a lot of similarities between different sports and apply them to different sports. It was almost like this cross-pollination. And now uh, there's certainly a lot of things that don't translate from running to cycling, but there are a lot of things that I learned over the years as a runner that I, that I apply to my racing today, um, particularly the ability to just make good decisions under extreme duress, uh, 
to to really focus mentally. Uh, running a good 1,500 meters, for example, requires extreme mental focus, and th- that's something that really applies to to cycling. Yeah, I was just wondering if there are like certain mental tricks that you have then when it's getting so hard for yourself that you probably just want to stop. Do you, do you fool yourself in some way? or? Yeah, for sure. Uh, both running and in cycling, I really try and break things down. If I think when I was a runner, for example, if I thought of a race in its entire, let's say if I was running a 5K or a, or a 3K, if let's say I was running a 5K, if I thought of the race as a 12 and a half lap race, I would do terribly. But if I broke it down into to 800 meter uh, marks it make a huge difference and that's what i do on a lot of climbs now in bike racing um i don't if i think of the climb like the tourmalet for example as this 18 kilometer climb i'll want to give up right away but if i'm able to break it down and just think just get to k17 and i celebrate the fact that i made it to k17 then uh i'm able to i'm able to break it down and, and think more positively and then then after getting to 17, because I'm happy that I'm proud of myself for making it to 17, I think, okay, let's get to 16. And it's just those little mental boosts of succeeding and not looking at the goal as an entirety that enables me to often get through these big climbs. And do you try to teach that to your teammates as well? Uh, I think a lot of my teammates do that already. Um, so many guys on the team are such strong mental athletes. You have to be to be a pro cyclist. And sometimes the things that were for me might not work for another guy. Um, so often, you know, you just try and I, at least I try and just listen and see what they, their tips are. And, and then I just make sure I use what works for me. And, uh, obviously you started quite late, uh, at cycling, like you already said, like just after you got injured in running, um, I think you turned pro age 26, now make your Tour de France debut age 32. Um, what's the vibe in Canada? at the moment if you're being Canadian and being in the Tour de France? Well, when I was in the top 10 the GC, it seemed like the entire country was behind me. It was, it was, it was a real high and I was really enjoying that experience. I was receiving so many messages from back home, a lot of media requests. It was overwhelming really. And it was really special. Um, now that I've kind of slipped out, uh, I feel like I've, uh, I'm still getting a ton of support from back home. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's, it's just nice. I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, the support that i'm getting and i feel like uh anything i can do to promote cycling within canada is something that i'm i'm proud of so i want to uh, that's one of my big goals moving forward this this next week is to try and be as active as possible and represent canada as best as possible yeah that's awesome um I'm going to move into uh, the, the Tux Turbo Talks fan question of the week. Each week uh, we've got a fan question coming in, and this week we had heaps of questions coming in, and also a lot from Canada. Uh, so it definitely awesome. shows that that's all alive there. So we picked up uh, a question from Alex Wilkie uh, for your Instagram, and he wanted to know when will you be back in Ottawa, and can we go for a ride? <laughs> uh, well, it's that that's still up in the air, but I know I'll be back in in Ottawa prior to the Montreal and Quebec Grand Prix. Um, I love Ottawa. I'm a proud Ottawa boy. Uh, and uh, for sure, I'll, I'll try and get up for some group rides when I'm there. All right. Awesome. Um, are you up for some uh, rapid fire questions? Go for it. Yeah. All right. The preferred mountain range, Alps or Pyrenees? Pyrenees. A stage range or the polka dot jersey in Paris? Polka dot jersey. But I don't think that's in the cards right now. So right now, stage win. All right. Uh, where's a better atmosphere at the game between Michigan and Ohio or the, on the Tourmalet? 
Uh, Tourmalay. Ann Arbor or Andorra? Andorra. Rather be world champion or win Olympic gold? Olympic gold. Will Kipchoge run us up to our marathon in October? Yes. Who is the best runner in the peloton besides you? Best runner in the peloton? Maybe Jimmy Wellen, my teammate. He's ran 342 for the 1500 meters. Yeah, very fast. All right. And then we're going to wrap it up with the last one. Who's going to win the Tour de France? Oh, good question. I think uh, I'm still putting my money on uh, Garen Thomas. All right. Why? Um, He's been consistent. He's won the Tour before. Uh, I think Alphalip's riding amazing. He's got a huge, uh, a huge gap at the moment, but he's also been racing super aggressively. And there's still quite a bit, uh, quite a few days left of racing, and uh, I could see that unravels. All right, awesome. All right, I want to thank you for your time, uh, Michael. Uh, good luck in the next couple of days. Hope the rips will heal up well. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, good luck, and we'll be following you. Alright, that's it for another episode of the Tux Turbo Talks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Give us a 5-star rating, it goes a long way. This was Rob Bow with Michael Wood from EF Education First. Stay tuned for a new Tux Turbo Talks next week.